Thunder Media. This week on Inside Motorsport, we hear from the Australian Formula 500 champion, the former HRT media man, and well, the legend that is Brooke Tatnall. I hope you'll stay with us. First up, Kawana Motorplex held the Australian Sprint Car Championship, the 60th running, and Jock Gooder became the champion from Tasmania. But on the same weekend, Dylan Beveridge was down there running in the Australian Formula 500 Championship, and he went back-to-back, taking his second Australian title. I caught up with Dylan, and we started by congratulating him on his success. It's a long way from the Latrobe area of Tasmania to the Kiwana Motorplex, but the trip paid off in spades. Yeah, no, it was um, definitely a long way to come, but uh, worth it in the end and worth all the hours driving and the fuel we burnt to get there. So, no, definitely very happy to get it done. Going back-to-back, too, is an amazing feat. How have you found the confidence you got from last year's win move you towards making sure you got this one done? Um, yeah, look, it was – last year was sort of one of those years where we went into the title, um, you know, a hot favourite. You know, that sort of wasn't much of a secret, you know, being our home state and, and our form, um, you know, in the previous year. So going back-to-back back was probably a lot different. You know, coming to Perth, you know, you couldn't get any further away from home. So coming – you know, going to Perth and then, and then winning it there was um, – yeah, it was just on another level compared to last year. Um, I'm only the, the second Tasmanian to win it away, you know, away from the state. So, you know, that that's pretty cool. But, yeah, the confidence is, um, yeah, it's huge now. Like, it's, yeah, it feels great. <laughs> and you've been, you've been running on the mainland quite a bit over the last couple of summers. So it's not as if the uh, A1 just heads down to Tassie and no one ever sees it again. No, so that's right. Like we, um, I've ran, I ran over here one year uh, pre-COVID, and then every year after COVID, I've raced uh, over here. So it's sort of just, um, I guess you know, it's cool when you rock up. Like down home, you know, you'll probably get twelve or fourteen cars show up for a meeting. Where over here, you know, you, you'll get thirty-five to forty, you know, on a club show. So having those extra cars to race with is just next level as well. And it wasn't a runaway success this last meeting. A couple of red flag or a couple of yellows late in the race kept bunching the field up and not letting you get too far away. Yeah, I was sort of, um, I was sort of hoping to get you know, uh, you know, green to check it would have been nice. But with thirty cars on the track, you know, you're bound to get some yellows. But yeah, towards the end of the race, there, I was sort of. Um, I probably wasn't getting worried, but um, I was probably just more anxious, if anything, just to get just to get it over with. Um, I knew my car, you know, I knew how good my car was, and they've got the big screen there, but um, I actually had a real bad vibration the whole race, so I couldn't actually really see, you know, how close anyone was on the big screen. But yeah, look, it was um, it was really good to get it done, and and uh, yeah, the yellow, the yellows and the reds just weren't really um, playing my way. I guess I'd just get into traffic and they'd come out, so. Sometimes you want the traffic so that you can, you know, you can pass some cars really quick and then hope that the guys behind you struggle a bit. But everyone in Western Australia is really good in traffic as well, so it's sort of hard to, um, you know, know, you know, especially racing people um, that you don't have. You know, I've never raced in Western Australia before and never raced, you know, majority of the field. So 
it was very hard in uh, lap traffic to know how good they were going to be. But, yeah, all in all, it was good. But, um, you know, I probably would have preferred a race that went to green to checker. Paul Weisel is the former media man for the Holden Racing Team. Well, the Holden Racing Team might be gone now, but Wally, as he was known, has still got some heavy opinions on the new Gen 3. He spoke to Tony Whitlock. Who, some of whom have had little invested, some have had a lot invested in, in V8 supercar racing in this country. As somebody who spent a long time around it and around at the pinnacle of it when uh, HRT, as it was then, Racing, they were at their peak. And tell us your thoughts on what Gen 3 is. Well, I'm not sure anyone knows. Um, it's interesting that the more I've got a, a rapable about this in the last few weeks and taken a bit more notice of it, um, is that if you look at um, what we used to call forums in the old days, Tony, Craig, um, but these days the comment sections on, on your social media, um, and everyone puts a post up about, look, here's a headlight from a, um, one of the new Mustangs or whatever, you know. The, the negative stuff on, on those things, the comments from the punters, is, is incredible. Like, you know, why is taste taking so long? This is a disaster, da 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 And yet from the motorsport media and the teams themselves, shtum, everyone's, uh, you know, united front about how wonderful this is and, and that, and it, and it can't be. I mean, we're three weeks away from the first race of the season. Two weeks ago, we were still testing uh, front steering ge- geometry components um, and still trying to determine what they're going to be. I mean, how can we possibly race in three weeks from now in Newcastle when, when you know, it's going to be a bruise-free race, put it that way, because if you hit anything and damage anything, you won't be able to fix your car. There's no bits. You can hear that whole interview on this week's Inside Supercars at sportradio.com.au. Finally now, Brooke Tatnell, as I said in the opener, the person who I think is Australia's greatest sprint car driver, was back in Australia after a couple of years because of COVID being unable to race the summer down under. And he spoke to Tony Whitlock about young drivers and the changing of the guard. Welcome to Inside Motorsport. My first time talking to you, and I'm very glad to meet you. Your name is writ large in this sport. Yeah, I've got a pretty pretty good uh, resume of a father. <laughs> I'm riding on the coattails of his success and the legacy he put forward to us, and you know we've been able to win a few races along the way and, and ride on that crest. Okay, yeah, but you've got a CV that cannot be bettered, really, in this country. Uh, yeah, I mean, just... Look, the longevity is something that I'm proud of. This is uh, my 35th year of running sprint cars, and I've won uh, won feature races every year since the day I started for that 35 years. So the longevity longevity factor, yes. Yeah, I agree with you. Or as someone called me today, the grandpa of Speedway. (laughs) This event, um, the second night of the Waterbull Classic, unfortunately has been rained out. Mm -hmm. But that's something that's happened to other times in your life. You've, You've had these sort of events come up. Yeah, look, I, I've been here in years gone past. Back, you know, I've, I've been here at four o'clock in the morning trying to finish the night's racing um, because of rain or someone crashed and tore the lights down and then we had a blackout. So, I mean, this isn't the first time. It, it, it's a little different. You know, when you've got that many people in the grandstands, like when it's a sellout crowd every night, you're trying to do everything to get that on for those race fans and for the drivers. Well, a lot of guys don't realise that if we get weather tomorrow and it rains out, they're not sitting there looking at any prize money. So, you know, there's, there's different scenarios, but I've seen it 
they've got to look at what people have got to sometimes take a step back and it's not all about you and your race team what benefits you and your race team it's about what's going to benefit the sport and i mean we're at a little bit of a not a changing of the guard but a new breed that are coming through that probably haven't been around haven't had to be invested in the benefit of the sport and they're, and they're trying to make names for themselves. I've met some of these new young drivers and they're very impressive and, and one of them today, you know, quickest overall time in um, New- yep, Ryan Newman. Queenslander and, and, you know, their first foray into the sport. Mm-hmm. He is a new breed of young driver but at about the same sort of age as you were when you started in this. Yeah, I started at 16. The law used to be 17 and uh, Mike Raymond, my dad and a group of people got together to get sport and wrecked to drop the age to 16 so kids could start racing. And you know, when we came through, we came through at a little bit different generation and different. There wasn't mega money in the sport back when we got into it. You know, mum and dad could still own a race car and come in. Like you look at these rigs around here, you've got kids coming into racing now at 18, 16, 18 years old and they're rolling in here with million dollar operations, half a million dollar rigs. It's uh, it, it certainly changed, and the, the the style of racing has changed. Um, we got there's a lot of talent. You know, most of these kids have grown up watching YouTube. You've got in-car cameras where you can learn from in-car cameras. You can hear all of our interview with Brooke Tatnell and also with Dylan Beveridge on this week's Inside Supercars, also at sportradio.com.au. I hope you've enjoyed this week's show. Until next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.